is uh this is cool so you know this is max and, and lee here and uh we're Hello. just kind of opening up here with uh with a little bit of a podcast i guess i'm taking over <laughs> jumping into lee's uh, old project of do you believe i mean this was just kind of something that came up when we were playing among us um we were actually blabbering about i guess what was it lee like politics and such we were talking i don't remember what it was it was something about capitalism and we started like really talk going at it and discussing it and then everyone in the chat was telling us to shut up so (laughs) (laughs) right that's what i was gonna bring up it was like you and i were having this like kind of in-depth conversation uh everybody was kind of getting a little annoyed at us when we were playing i think among us or something <laughs> and then basically uh you know i guess i just realized hey dude you, you know this dude's interested in stuff that i, I always want to talk about and no one else gives a shit about so i think i just asked you like the next week hey do we should do a podcast i knew you kind of already had the setup and you know so here we are i guess easy peasy this is kind of like we don't even know what we're doing at this point we're just we're figuring out what we want to do, but really we're just talking because nobody else wants to talk about this stuff. They just, everybody just hates this talking about the stuff. They're like boring or like, I don't know. We just don't have anyone to talk to. So this is, this is our therapy session. It's a, yes. uh, this is our way of, of, you know, cheap mental health without having to pay a bunch of money to go to a psychologist. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah so i guess yeah like we said i mean we don't really have a plan for this i don't even think we really have a name officially but uh kind of getting long-winded here so i mean we'll just kind of jump into the meat of it i mean like like we kind of mentioned i mean i guess the whole idea sprung sprung up just about you know world economy what you know what a, whatever kind of like world affairs what's going on and just interesting topics that maybe people want to hear about um uh, things that are going on in the world that are relevant that we think are important and and honestly i think that that last definition right there is more or less what why i mean i thought about you know this this idea here that we're going to talk about today and uh that is the uyghur people um in china so they are an ethnic minority group um out there they live in mostly uh xinjiang which i guess it's a northern north uh northeastern province i guess in in china uh, you look it up on a on a map. It's Xinjiang. It's X I N J I N G. It's big. I didn't realize how big it was. I thought it was just gonna be like just like like a city maybe in a surrounding area. But this place, it says it's the eighth largest country subdivision. So like we have states and provinces, but like it's the eighth largest in the world, and it's huge. Right. Dude. It's like the it's, size of Mongolia. So yeah. So couple things first of all yeah i mean i i think it first of all i think geography of this place is like like key for any discussion around the uyghur people and honestly just china's kind of like outlook i guess i mean of course it's from coming from an american perspective but like how i have interpreted it as a westernized white person like kind of like what their outlook means to me um of xinjiang and like you said, it's huge as far as land goes, but I think it's kind of important to note that the population there, from what I've looked up at least, is it's not 
very big. I've got 25 million. And I meant to look up a state to compare that to. 25 that's probably, million. How many? It's like LA. Like, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think LA might actually be 40 million, honestly. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, but no, I mean, so, so, well, and so the number that I've got, I, I want to say it's, it's probably a little outdated. I think it's from uh, 2010, uh, 2010 Bureau, I believe. And I think the, the numbers were 10 million is what I saw. So, I mean, I guess from the, the, the chart I saw, it was like the 20, let me make sure I'm, I'm reading So my mine is 25 million is everybody. I think 10 million is the Uyghur number. Ah, uh, okay. That might be good. Well, I guess what it comes down to is 25th largest by population out of 33 regions is what I've seen. So that's pretty mm-hmm. small comparatively, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, China's stacked. Yeah, it's there. It's insane. They've got a lot of people there. Um, and, and then, and you know, and predominantly, like in China, is the the Han, um, the Han minority. So I think it's something like ninety two percent of mainland China is made up of this Han minority, and they've got like something like fifty five um, ethnic groups, I believe. Yeah, they got a lot. Of which I think the, I think, yeah, 55 minorities in China, of those, uh, Uyghurs are the fourth largest. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's, their their population is 10 million, sorry. So you're probably more accurate with uh, with the Xinjiang, you know, Xinjiang, like, population. I'm looking at it, it says, yeah, 20, 22 million about people live there. The other interesting part is that it's so big but it said only 9% of the land is habitable. Right. And, and that's, that's why it's so spare, uh, sparse as far as like population goes. So, I mean, again, you know, I think it's super important to like keep in mind where Xinjiang is and, and, you know, we haven't even jumped really into it. You know, we've only scraped the surface really this, from what I've seen, you know, this is like a key factor or a key, key region, sorry, where basically, um, you know, it borders a lot of, of other countries, it's, it's right on the border, right? And, and I think there's eight different countries that border it. Um, they all end in Stan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, well, in India, which, you know, as, as I think you probably know, like, I don't think India and, and China relations are too great right now. So it's like, you know, Xinjiang is next to India, Pakistan, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Russia. You know, these are like huge um, regions just outside of China. And that's why I think, you know, with the, this Uyghur, with the Uyghur people, there's a, like a lot of tension between China and the Uyghurs because they're the natives. So, I mean, it's almost akin to, uh, you know, not to get like too, too cliche, but it's almost akin to like, you know, what, um, you know, what Western culture did to the Native Americans, right? They like took over their land, kind of suppressed them. But it's, I mean, this is like a modern version of that in a way. And it's a little more sneaky, I think, of how like China is trying to, suppress them um that's kind of like the main i think thesis of all this is like the uyghur people are being very suppressed and controlled by mainland china um and it really again it comes down to the region they live in because this region of xinjiang is more influenced by like turkish people and kind of like uh you know is islamic culture so there's a huge clash right there it's very honestly it's very uh metaphorical right because it's like 
this physical land is butting up against all these countries that are not China. And then, uh, that's that, it, you know, it's, it's clashing there physically. And then you have a clash with China and these people like the Uyghurs. So, um, you know, and, and that's, I think kind of the root of all this dispute and all this tension is they live right by all these, you know, Eastern countries and really, um, the Han people, which is like I said, the majority over there, the Han dynasty, I think it was like the fifth dynasty or sixth dynasty uh, of the China in, in China's history. And basically they um, were the ones that like initiated the Silk Road. So so the Han, Han people basically way back in the day, like they initiated the Silk Road. They were very interested in like technological advancement. They, um, you know, science was it was like an enlightenment. I think the Han dynasty, I think, marked like the golden age of China. So um and, and, and again, you know, that Silk Road was their idea. And that's a huge thing right now because, again, you know, it's China's predominantly Han. And, and um, there's a new belt. I think it's called the Belt and Road Initiative right now, which is like uh, Xi, Xi Jinping's big, uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh's big, um, <laughs> like, idea of recreating the Silk Road, right? So he, he wants to modernize it. You know, the Silk Road, I think, like, really honestly, like, shut down at some point. Um, it lasted forever, but like again, was started by the Han Dynasty, who now is the ethnic group uh, majority group over there, and they, you know, they they kind of want to redo the Silk Road in a way, and and it goes through essentially the same course as the old one. Well, if you look at the old Silk Road, Xin, uh, uh, Xinjiang is key and a key factor in that in that road. It's like the gateway to you know the the eastern country. So that whole you know, kind of like desire for expansion and and um, resource allocate, you know, resource mining and 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 uh, ownership. It like a lot of it's in Xinjiang. You know, I think I, I saw statistics said like forty percent of China's coal comes from Xinjiang, and I think it's like twenty five percent of their oil is from Xinjiang. So it's like a very very strategic location for China and. The fact that there's been disputes between honestly it's like it's it goes i think even i don't know my history completely but i think it, it goes back even farther than the han, han dynasty where um you know maybe it was like the ching uh, dynasty i don't know it's it's just the cube but um <laughs> they you know they kind of like were there um you know you know they i mean basically you know it's like Ch chinese people were, were occupying this land and 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 really like there was more turkic you know like uh muslims in this area of xinjiang like even you know even like centuries ago and, and like, so there was like it's, a its original name was and they still the uyghurs still call it this it's east turkestan <laughs> there you go yeah it's like you know so it, it's it's a classic dispute of like natives versus kind of like superpower and um you know i mean honestly you know talking through all this it's like you know, we're coming from like a Western point of view, like individualistic and rights and stuff. You know, we tout that. And and in Eastern countries, I think I really do think like the thought is different. And I don't think it's really it's not it's not, you know, the general people out there. It's not ill will the way they think of like, you know, we are one people. And like, um, I don't think their next thought is like we should consume any outsider. But I think the government sees it like that, honestly. And yeah. I think that's that's a big problem because, you know, we, you have this small group of uh, ethnic minorities that are occupying this key area 
to China's plan. And so they're quite literally, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, disputing physically and also mentally. There's there's warfare going on there right now. And it's been going on for a long, long time. Uh, you could argue like centuries. Um, and I think it started with. Uh, let me let me let me look this up real quick, because. And to give like a perspective sure. on how China treats them, we said that they're like the natives there, like they were there before the Chinese. China says mm-hmm. no. They're like, nope, you you weren't. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and and what's what's odd is they obviously they know it. They know that there's differences in their culture and all this stuff, and and that I mean I'm sure they know the history. You know the history. I mean it is kind of confusing. I'm sure like who was their first kind of deal, but at that point. Um, it was just like China was just kind of, you know, they were growing themselves. So, um, and it, I think China's always kind of had this, you know, I mean, it's any any country. They have like an idea of like world, you know, they want more of, more pieces of the world and they want to grab it up. And so like, you know, China's got a lot of people out there and, and they've, they've had a history of, you know, technology and gunpowder and all this stuff that's kind of made it advantageous. So, um, you know, I and, and at one point, the Qing dynasty, that is what it is, Q-I-N-G dynasty, they... They were there. I think it was like 1884. Um, was kind of when, China, like, chi- like that, like China, you know, China made a decision to say like, uh, this land is not separate. It, it's one. And they basically they knew that there were differences because most, you know, on I think it was like on the north side and the south side kind of deal. You know, the sharks versus the jets. Like, um, they were divided by the landscape. And so on one side was Turkic Muslims. On the other side, it was Buddhists. And and um basically Qing dynasty said okay that's not going to be like a thing anymore we're not having division we're going to bring you together and this is one area and like you said the natives didn't really like that i don't think so that's kind of i think what started a lot of this yeah it's so weird just like <laughs> back in the day they just walked in and they're like no oh, this is this is our area now <laughs> It's just so weird to me because like that we'll doesn't just drop re- their bags. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're moving it. All right, we're here. It's nice. Got <laughs> the coolest day. Kids are like, are we there yet? And they're like, fuck it, yeah, we're there. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> like we don't even know where we're walking to. We're just kind of walking. The kids are like, are we there yet? They're like, yep, yep, we're here. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's kind of uh, it. Is kind of it's it's funny, but then it's like devastating outcomes, man. It's like. People don't want to give up their land, and you know it's it, honestly so much of this story reminds me of Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> to be completely honest, like a lot of this, like the beginning of it, you know, there's that episode where there's two groups that have to walk, like at the Serpent's Pass, I think is what it's called, yeah. and they like a bl- they get blocked off by like one of their routes gets blocked off, so like these two groups that hate each other have to like <laughs> travel together, and they're like they'd rather like die than like actually like work together. It's it's silly but um you know and and again i mean that's where a lot of this starts from and then not to make too many avatar references but like what this has evolved into today this dispute between the uyghur people and like um you know the the, you know i guess the han you know han government i I don't want to say the people because it's really i don't think the people it's just the government there you know um like i think you know the their their outlook with all this is like uh, it, it's just it's gone extreme, you know, because now the state of Xinjiang and I mean like state as in the state of the place, like how it's doing and what it looks like is it's really disturbing, honestly. And again, you know, this is looking 
inside from a Western perspective, but it, it is very disturbing if you kind of cherish your right of like free speech, freedom to practice religion, um, you know, th- things of that nature. It's like, you know, what's what's happening in Xinjiang to these Uyghur people. Um, it, you know, they're saying it's re-education camps that are going on over there and stuff like that, but it's more than just like a re-education. And, and you know, they're saying it's a, an attack on human rights. It's like it's more specific, though. It's, it's not just like an attack on human rights. It's an attack on like thought and free will and like self-elect in general to be able to just choose for yourself. Because the whole idea is that, um, you know, from the government's point of view is that, you know, in order to move along with their plan of like building this giant Silk Road to connect China with Africa and Europe, um, they need complete cooperation internally and again i think this kind of speaks to like eastern like point of view um is that like you know it's more like we're in this in this together there's a leader he he's giving us directions like we're all in it together to get done what he wants done and so um and there's like good there's like a good cause you know and it's for the greater good of everyone so i think you know they're i don't know you know it's 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 very like complicated and but what the government's doing to kind of like maintain that sort of mentality is their thought is like get like weed out the um you know the different ones like weed out the different flowers and the different um you know like an you know take out all the anomalies and they tag it as like extremism and they tag it as terrorism and honestly you know looking into this like it, it kind of a lot of what's going on like right now again this is a whole evolution that dates back centuries ago but like we're like the modern kind of like state that it's in right now this dispute i think um a lot of it stemmed or at least like it was very like strategic like there was a there were ter- you know there were terrorist attacks in 2001 and um i think everyone was on board with like we need to fight terrorism um, and it was being very pushed by the Western cultures too. So like, I think China, what happened kind of saw an opportunity there. And, and again, like, I'm, I know that there have been terrorist attacks from Uyghur people there, like reportedly, but I think, um, it wasn't as bad as what's, what's being taught in, in China. And, um, so anyway, so back in like 2002, there was, I, I think, you know, um, the Chinese government basically came out and said, oh, there was a terror attack in Xinjiang and this again this was just in light of like 9-11 and everything so it was kind of like they were opportunistic in in the sense that they said well we you know everyone's locking down on terrorism we need to lock down on terrorism too because it happened I think in 2002 in China there was like a train station there was like a huge stabbing um it was it was really brutal and there was other terror attacks so they said like this is our opportunity we need to lock down on this and you know that's justified to lock down on terrorism but they've taken it to an extreme now where they're, they're, it's, it seems as if they're trying to weed out a minority. And honestly, it's, it's in a sense genocide because they're, they're weeding out not just like an identity, but they're literally, I mean, they're literally trying to weed out their gene pool, their, their culture, their religion. And it's, um, honestly, I, I, it's kind of like what, you know, what happened in the Holocaust, really. Like, honestly, just from like, from what I've read, I don't know if you would agree, Lee. I, I don't know if, that's too extreme, but um, I would say on a small scale. And so my thing, like doing all the research is it's hard to find hard evidence. And I think that's why they're, they've been able to get away with this, but like it definitely has similarities from what we have seen. So 
it's definitely worth being very suspicious of what they're doing. And I, I, I hope they're not doing that. <laughs> I th- right. And, and what is that? I mean, I, I think we could probably go, I don't know if you like, you know, we kind of explain the geography of Xinjiang and like where I think why it's like a strategic key point for like the Chinese government. Like they have a lot of interest for the natural resources and just like the road, physical roadways and, um, that they could build to connect physically China with other countries. Um, Predom- yeah. uh, you know, it, specifically, you know, like Europe and and Africa, because that is what the Silk Road was. And w- they have a new initiative that's directed by the government there called the Belt and Road Initiative, I believe is what it's called. And not to go too down that rabbit hole, but they, you know, they're, you know, they're giving Africa, African countries like infrastructure and jobs, but they're, they're taking out loans for this and they're, they owe China money. So. I don't know. There's a whole like there's a big picture with it is what I'm trying to say. You know, they they're trying to buy even African countries right now and like um and they're putting them in debt so that they essentially do own them and they're just trying to like expand their their like geographical um like occupancy, I guess you could say. And yeah, yeah. I read that. And so we've kind of, you know, we've explained all that, you know, I think um but now I think we could get into like what they're actually doing well, at back- least again from I'll go back ahead. up a smidge. So yeah, okay, so we, we, under, we understand like the importance of the region, and like like Max just said, so that makes sense. But then also the, uh, I guess it's the cultural side of it. I was just going to talk about kind of the Chinese government's plan here, and it's and it's based on their, I guess you call it totalitarian type government. Is in order for everything to work how we think it should work there can't be any dissenters like it has to, we all have to be a right. one of one mind um and it's it, the Uyghurs are not willing to do that essentially um and i think that's that's very common with like um um like muslim cultures is like they hold hold fast to their their traditions and stuff they're not willing to to merge or assimilate with wherever they're at, you know, and especially in this right, situation where China think, just walks honestly. in and says, Oh yeah, you can't do what you're doing anymore. You got to be like us now, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, so it's, yeah. yeah. So, the, so yeah, it's two part. It's one, we want this area for its resources. Um, and two, like we want to eliminate any sort of anything that's going to go against our plan. That's going to cause any sort of, cultural clashes or anything so no I, i'm honestly i'm really glad you backed up and said that because <clears throat> i was trying i was trying to explain it but i get long-winded sometimes um no you're right they i think the chinese government for their plan whether you want to call it the belt and road or what, whatever it is um they don't want any impediments like in their way and i think they do see the Uyghur people as impediments because they again i mean they Honestly, they, you know, they, they physically look different. They, they wear different clothing. They have different culture. Um, you know, it's, they're, they're just different. And that's, people are different, you know? And, and I think, again, in, in Western culture, like, we cherish differences and we cherish individualistic um, properties, right? And, and so I think when we see what's happening to the Uyghurs, it's like, it, it's, to me, it's scary. I don't know. It's scary and it's... Um, you know, again, it's it's being called, you know, 
acts against human rights, but I really think it's deeper than that. And it's more specific. They're attacking their thought. And, and I think it's a perfect segue to kind of go into like discussion of what the Chinese government is reportedly doing in Xinjiang um, to knock away that impediment, if you will. I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, um, I know where I want what to would start. you say? I have like a ton. Yeah, I know, so. dude. That's the thing. I'm like, it's like I'm looking through my notes. I'm like, where do I start? Because there's so much going on over there. So, like, there's so much going on. Let's see. Um, so, yeah, they did. They China definitely jumped on that war against terror bandwagon as an excuse. Um, so I, the one thing I really wanted to point out early on about this is I have my notes here hold on of some rules they've put in place which is weird so so they banned abnormally long beards they banned wearing veils in public um, you get um, you get in trouble or arrested or whatever maybe thrown into these camps that we'll talk about if you're not watching state-run television, you don't listen to the radio <laughs> broadcast from the government. Um, you don't abide by the family planning policies. Um, refusing to send your kid to the state-sponsored schools. You can't give your kid a name that would exaggerate religious fervor, such as Muhammad. That's mm-hmm. illegal. Um, and then they've been... This I couldn't find confirmation or denial of... Chinese government destroying mosques they say oh no that's just other terrorists or other okay uh, so I know there's a lag so I don't want to cut you off so I'll give it go ahead. I think okay so so yeah so to that point I don't know uh, where you got all those facts from and stuff a lot I mean it's in line with a lot of what I've found too but the the uh, destroying of mosques I don't know if what I'm trying to say is I don't know if there's been reports of them like of mosques getting blown up or torched or anything, but what that could be, I don't know, is that I, I mean, I read that like mosques were essentially being defaced. They they were like forced to put pictures of um, Xi Jinping yeah. in the mosques. And that's like defacing, you know, I mean, that's that's very provocative. You know, it's, that's I don't know if provocative is the right word, but that's kind of disgusting in, in the eyes of religion. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I, we don't worship this guy. Like, there's someone else in our doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> I could only imagine, like, uh, <laughs> them saying, all right, Donald Trump has passed a law. You have to have a giant picture of Donald <laughs> Trump in your church. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. <laughs> you have to put his face up on, you know, cover every Jesus picture with... <laughs> Yeah, so it, <laughs> Trump's it's, face it's, like yeah. people would be pissed man which yeah I yeah you know I can see where some people would be like oh yeah well as long as bad whatever but and and people might think like oh it's justified if they don't agree with the religion but it's like yeah think about if they did that to your religion you know some people don't agree with this you know Islamic practices some people don't believe in you know uh Christian practices there's all sorts of practices that offend people um but it's like you have to let people do that because I mean, it's otherwise you get wars and stuff like this. It's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's just, you know, they're basically bast. I mean, you know, the government's bastardizing, um, you know, the, the Uyghur people's religion. And, um, you know, to go back to one of the things you brought up was, you know, the reeducation camps. 
um, you know, I think that's where a lot of this activity to like uh, break up the culture is happening because, uh, you know, essentially these re-education camps, and I've seen like some some inter you know some journalist footage where they go into these camps from you know it's like probably like BBC or something, yeah. and they talk to like the teachers there and and some of the students right and they you know film like what's going on in there. Um, and it's like really creepy stuff. Again, it reminds me of like the episodes of Bossing Say. They're like, they're they're literally literally giving these students scripts of um you know like it's it's all Mandarin Chinese. It's it's not uh you know and they basically force them to speak Mandarin Chinese. Like the the Uyghur dialect is um, banned from schools in a lot of areas actually. So they're they're literally like taking their language that the Uyghur people practice and they're trying to throw it out by by forcing the students in these camps or you know re-education centers to recite in like quote-unquote proper Mandarin um like these phrases and a lot of the phrases are like hailing their government saying like Xi Jinping is our leader like Xi Jinping is the only one we can trust and it's stuff like that I don't know the exact like words that they have to recite but it's things like that where they're telling and, you know, they're, they're reforming their thought by having the people, you know, s- say these things that will, I think, you know, there's probably some psychology behind it where if you oh, say yeah. something over and over, it like solidifies ideas in your head, probably pushes out other ideas because your brain can only hold so much thought, you know, so it gets rid of it'll, it. It's essentially they're breeding out and getting rid of like cultural thoughts um, that's and the their weird, religious beliefs. That's the weird thing to me is that this is their this is their excuse right so we're like oh they're committing genocide like no they're just re-education camps that's not any better (laughs) yeah well and and actually what's what's kind of interesting to me um is like uh, they're they're not even they're not even really call at first the chinese government wasn't even calling them re-education centers that's probably something that we've done you know to like put show severity and kind of raise a flag to readers um, and consumers. But like in China, what they're saying is, I mean, they're just trying to say that they're schools. And so, um, so, so something really, really interesting that I, that I came across and, you know, people show us fact check, you know, but like basically going back to like the size of, of Xinjiang, it's very small, right? Like um, as far as population goes, it's not big. Like we already discussed that. Um, I found numbers. Um, I want to make sure real quick that I'm that I got the year right. I think it's from like 2018 to t- 2019, but I'll double check that in a sec. But basically, it was a chart that shows um, I think between 2018 and 2019, China's um, increase of pr- of like primary schools, uh, their appropriation of their education funds for education per student. That was kind of wordy, but basically it's like a chart that shows how much of China's budget was allocated to different regions for like like teacher on peer student um, education kind of thing. It's like very in, like per person. Right. And as we discussed, the population in Xinjiang is small compared to the rest of China. And in 2018 to 2019, um, they Xinjiang had the fifth largest allocation of like per student education quote-unquote money Hmm. and that's only behind beijing uh tianjin shanghai and uh xizang which is tibet i guess so like obviously beijing and shanghai like those are huge of course those are going to have like the most 
resources allocated, but why would the fifth largest allocation for primary schools go to Xinjiang if their population is small? To me, that's like a red flag. It's like, dude, they're at, they're pumping all this money into, and they're starting up early because it shows, you know, intermediate and like junior secondary. Um, but this is primary school, so the, the idea is like get them while they're young. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, because they're that's when their brain's the most malleable, and they're putting thoughts together. So if you want to kill a culture, nip it at the bud and start with the with the the young ones, I guess. I mean, that's probably that's what this chart says to me, at least. And even further than that, like like you were saying, like um, they're being called like educate, you know, schools and like a lot of the Chinese officials are saying like, ah, it's not educate, it's not like a concentration camp, but um, you know, a lot of that money. There again, reportedly, there's a lot of money that was like in this bundle of China's uh, education funds that was actually going like more of the money was going to building like like uh, facility like the allocation was not not really education allocation. It was more to build like literally like chain linked fences around these buildings. And like it's like an entrapment that like you can't just leave. You know what I mean? And so it's not like the money was going to books and like uh, computers for kids to use. It was just going to building facilities where they like literally are, are trapped in. Yeah. So, you know, the nicest that's weird name to me. they gave to these camps is they've said they're vocational schools to teach people mm-hmm. skilled labor. But, yeah. <laughs> to, to that, again, I, like I watched a lot of video clips of like probably, again, BBC journalists going in here and um they were talking to one of the teachers and they were like what are the kids doing and they're not well these weren't even kids they were like adults they said like what are they doing here uh in this room and she said oh they're practicing like work skills and they said well what what work skills are these and they were like it's making a bed and um and the guy goes that's that's work skills and she's like yeah and he said well how long does it normally take them to like pass this class and she said two to four months He said, he said two to four months. He's like that to, to learn how to make a bed. She said, well, most of them get out in two months, but some of them like are challenged and need four months. And so it's like, first of all, that's, <laughs> that's just that's not funny. right. I mean, that's not okay. work skills. You know what I mean? That's home ec class. Like you take one class of home ec one semester when you're in sixth grade, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that teaches yeah. you everything, not just how to make a bed. So yeah, it's and, probably uh, here, make this bed. This is the class, but also praise Xi Jinping and uh, learn Mandarin <laughs> and, you know, um, stop, denounce religion, you know, all this stuff. That's part of it. You know, it's, it's an <laughs> no, exactly. It's, it's all packaged in, in these re-education camps. <laughs> and, mostly it's bed making. <laughs> right. Well, and okay. And let's, here's the thing okay so let's 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 take her word for it and say okay they are training them for work skills they're even if that's what they are doing they're teaching them that these work skills that they're going to be using out in the field is how to make a bet to me that's showing that they're like again purposely like dividing like they're they're drawing a class line they're saying like because because they're saying like well we're giving them education that they didn't like wouldn't have anyways and it's teaching them how to like interact with the work world but they're not teaching them algebra. They're not teaching them calculus. They're teaching them how to make a bed. So it's like they're almost telling them your only option in the work environment is to do physical labor and do it for, you know, do like, you know, keep keep up somebody else's home for them while they're out like doing their white collar job and making a ton of money. And that to me, that creates a class division from the get go. Like they're already at a disadvantage. But that's even assuming that like their purpose is to give them work skills, which I don't I don't think that's really the. The main purpose. I think, yeah, it's just a good cover. 
Yeah, so, okay, so how do these Uyghur people get into these camps, one, one might ask. Like, if it sounds so awful um, from what we're saying, like, well, like, why is there even a student body there to begin with? Um, you know, one might, one might assume they wake up one day, hey, I want to go to school. I'm going to go to this uh, education camp that just opened up down the block in, like, 10 days. Um, and, yeah, let me go to this school and, and, and get some, some classes. I that, from what, again, from reports and stuff that I've seen, that's not the case. The case is more or less um, abduction and then yeah. placement, you know, implant, implanting them into these um, unwillingly. And there's a few ways from what I've seen that they do it. Um, one of the more disturbing ones, and I, I don't know, I'd like to hope one-offs, is that I, I saw a video and this lady said, yeah, you know, I sent my daughter, again, she was like a kindergarten age, she's like, I sent her to stay with my aunt. Um and I didn't, then I didn't hear from my aunt at all. And it turns out, you know, she saw a video clip on on the probably, C, what is it, CCTV, I don't know, like China's network. And it was basically, um, it was basically like she said, oh, I saw uh, in that video my daughter was there. And she said, I didn't know she was going to school. My aunt never told me that. So, and again, this, she, this was like a kindergartner. So, again, they're trying to get them young and... I mean, dude, like, uh, you know, again, people might think this is like crazy and conspiracy. And who knows? Like, maybe the reports out in the West are, they have, they're obviously biased. Maybe they're, some of them are completely made up, I'm sure. And this is something that, again, I hope is made up. But like, you know, in China, it's, it's well known in the Western world, at least, that they will abduct even like businessmen if they go against what the government wants. Cause, you know, you, you don't own a business out there without working directly with the government, basically. So if you're big enough, you know, so, so, I mean, you could say it's the same out here, but more or less like the government's in is, is up business's ass out there. They're they're always in their business. And so, you know, there's reports of businessmen even going missing and disappearing and no one knows what happened to them. And a lot of them, sometimes they never come back. Sometimes they do come back and they went to these quote unquote re-education camps. So it's like it's 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 paint, you know, in the Western world, it's like this is like a known tactic that that China's government uses. So. You know, now they're doing it to kids. They're abducting kids, and then they're putting them in these re-education camps unwillingly. So that's one way. Um, I mean, another way is how they become. You know, they find um, and fill these find people to fill these camps up with is uh, they've essentially become a surveillance state. So um, you know, going back to the whole you know fighting against terrorism, they kind of use that as as, as their uh, you know as their peg to. Um, justify installing cameras on like every corner in Xinjiang. I mean, they're all over and the, the cameras are installed from what I've read. They're installed with facial recognition and identification software. Um, and as we said before, you know, you know, Uyghur people physically look very different in the face and, and just like their physical attributes. And then on top of that, the clothes they wear. So, so from what I've seen, you know, these cameras will pick that up with people walking on the street. And then they identify them as, you know, Uyghur people, essentially, is kind of what it's what's being, you know, reported. And then they can um, keep a close eye on them and find any little excuse to, like, essentially give, like, uh, apply a crime to them. So they'll say, like, oh, well, we saw that person parked in the wrong spot. Um, so they have to go to this re-education camp because that's against the law. It's like, they, that's not, a, that's a no parking area. <laughs> it's like little things like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they also, I guess, have a spyware in, that they have to install on all their phones to track all of the Uyghur people's activity, which, I mean, that's kind of done to, like, everyone in China, I think. But 
um, they focus on them and they, they're putting QR codes on the back of their phones to identify as Uyghur people. I mean, it's like, that's kind of like Star of David sort of thing, you know, like yeah. it's just, they're, they're identifying them they're like very, very literally. And, um, and then they're basically giving them these kind of false crimes and saying, and I even saw something, I don't know who the official was, but I saw an interview with a Chinese official and he said, um, they said, well, have, have, has everyone in the re-education camps done a crime to get there? And they said, no. Um, but they said, but we have algorithms and predictive analysis based on their activity that we can determine that they're going to do a crime. And so they said, so we put them in the re-education camps to get rid of all their extremist ideas before they do something bad. And that's their justification. It's like a, it's like guilty before proven innocent, essentially, I guess. So crazy. So there's lots of rumors and it, and it usually comes from people that say that they've been there or they know somebody that's been there that have managed to get out and tell the world. That's most of the evidence that we have. I'll get into that in a second. The hardest evidence that I was able to come across is like drone footage. Um, and I think this was oh, even, yeah. in, I think I even remember seeing this on the news um, was just, uh, drone footage of like a bunch of uh, blindfolded men that were like bound and they were being like herded on the trains and stuff which seems very holocausty I must say um, I, I, I think I saw that yeah they and they interviewed again like this uh, there was a Chinese official that they interviewed and they said what's going on there he's like I don't know where you got this footage and he's like you know there are a lot of times people transport prisoners in between prisons like how do you know that's not what we're doing here and he didn't really deny that it was a uh, really didn't deny that it was you know movement of of uh people against their will he more or less just kind of said it like that might not be it <laughs> it's like uh... yeah like they're really good at like setting themselves up for plausible deniability on like everything dude I, i'm i'm glad i'm honestly glad you said that because there was so so okay just to preface this 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 um kind of, I guess you'd say genocide against Uyghur people, who, by the way, now there's predicted to be like over a million of them in these re-education camps, and that's out of a population of 10 million. So, I mean, you do the math, but, um, but I'm, uh, you know, this, this has been going on for a long time. Like, I mean, how it's being run right now has been going on for like, I think that well over 10, well, probably over 20 years. Again, 2001 is when they really like took advantage of the world's state of mind and like kind of like bunkered down and like doubled down on what they're doing. But I found a, um, like an analysis from amnesty.com, uh, from 2002. Hold on. Let me, let me try to find it real quick. And then if you want to say something while I'm looking this up, feel free. Initially when I looked into this, they were saying genocide, right? Which is just killing off a, a, a people basically. But then as I digged in, they're calling it cultural genocide, which is just, you know, kind of eliminating, like, their way of life slowly but surely by, like, brainwashing them in these camps and stuff. But um, it may actually be genocide, and we'll, we'll get into that um, once we start looking at some of the more egregious stories that come out of these places. Okay. Um... Sorry, I'm just trying to find this. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? Like, whether it's de- genocide, like uh, going into that? What are you 
do you want to jump into that now or can I, can I say my piece real quick? You can say your piece. <laughs> well, okay, so honestly, I don't, I, I guess I don't even have it uh, highlighted like I thought I did. But give me one sec, I'm really sorry. So, okay, so this is an article from amnesty.com or whatever. I don't really know what amnesty is, but I guess they look into like human rights around the world and kind of dispute it if if they're a little suspicious. And I thought I had a highlighted document. I guess it must have gotten deleted. But there's a part here where they say, so there were amendments um, to like the criminal laws in, in China that they were going over. And um, essentially what you're saying about like plausible deniability, there's they essentially what they're trying to say in this article is that they use the the documents and the legal papers used a lot of words that were ambiguous so so they said like tear like they used um words that were not defined like by legal terms in these documents and so when it was reviewed people from amnesty were like this raises a concern for us because we're afraid that they could use this term as a spin on like a lot of different scenarios does that make sense yeah yeah, that's got to be. I guarantee that's the case. But yeah, it just goes back to what you're saying about you know plausible deniability. I, I think something from that the Chinese government uses a lot of to gain power and use do strategic moves is they they will use like ambiguous language so that when someone asks them about it, they can twist what it meant. Um, and this to me kind of goes back to even you know with like Mao and everything when they you know and even before Mao there were dynasties that would always burn books in China because they didn't want like knowledge out there really to like be able to defend you know they, if there's a definite if there's a if there's a book that says this is the definition of this word then there's it's harder to you know pin it as that and so if they're trying to stay ambiguous it's like well just get rid of all words and it's just an aside i don't know um something you know burning of books is something that that's always kind of happened in china and this is kind of like that's it, in a sense burning of books because you're just falsifying information but i'm going on right now so <laughs> um what did you want to say though about whether it's kind of like dispute whether it's genocide or not? Um, so I'll get to that in one sec. I was going to say that there's been an estimated one to three million that have been detained um, in these camps, probably over the last couple of years. Um, China claims that most, a majority of them, I think they said like ninety percent, have been released unharmed. But um, recently there was um, on Twitter, which I'm surprised is allowed over there. There. People have just been tweeting, um, I can't remember the hashtag, but it's basically prove, prove it that these people have been released. Like, we, we have no proof of this. Maybe the person I know is still in there. What are you talking about? You know, so. Oh, I see. I see. So, so there's a lot of people saying, well, we never saw the person that got taken to the camp. Yeah. <laughs> so they haven't been able to prove that and they've been silent on it. So that's, again, that's more that plausible deniability. It's like, no, they came in and we just did our re-education stuff taught him some skills and let him go you know nothing to see here <laughs> yeah, which yeah that's oh, go ahead no you oh well i, I was all i was gonna say is is um you know a lot of people it is confusing because it depending on what you read and your source like you you might get different stories like well it's, it is harmless it's just these like education camps and again there's always propagated information um one of the more kind of like i guess conspiracy like routes is that you know some people think and believe that these re-education camps are actually being well first of all they're, they're kind of labor camps too because they're sending them off to do cheap labor but another thing is that um a little more sinister is that they're using like the the uyghurs to 
uh, harvest their organs. And like, and something I, I heard is, you know, like that was kind of like made me think about it was that like, you know, if you live in China and you need a kidney transplant or something, I think it, it takes like a fraction of the time of what it takes out here. I, I don't want to like say something wrong, but I think it's only like a few weeks that you'll wait. Sometimes out here you'll wait, you know, like a, two years and then you get denied. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people think that they kind of harvest organs from the Uyghurs that they have in the camps. And another thing that would, I think, make more sense than that is that um, they think that they sterilize a lot of the women, uh, some of the men and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that, but they that definitely do into, into the genocide thing. So all right, then then rock and roll with it. <laughs> I looked up um, how is genocide defined. All right, and it has it's got five points here, and the first one says killing members of a group, which is what we all know, right? That's Ooh. obviously genocide. Um, this other one just says causing serious physical or mental harm to a group of people. Deliberately inflicting uh, poor living conditions on a group of people, um, and then these are the two that that definitely probably are happening, and this is considered genocide: is imposing measures to prevent births within the group, or forcibly transferring children of a group into another group. So basically, like grabbing kids Damn. at a young age and saying, "Oh no, go live with this Chinese family," and then that's the end of it. You know. Oh my gosh! So if if there's if we ever find any hard evidence of that, then it's absolutely genocide. Well, yeah, I mean, I've even heard that they'll uh, they make like um like Uyghur women marry Han men. So, yeah. so they're tr- again they're trying to like eliminate the actual like physical genes in that um you know group of people, which is and that's why you know, I'm willing to bet that's China's strategy is they're not going to do a holocaust as in just kill them right they're trying Mm -hmm. to be as sneaky about it as possible and this is probably the sneakiest way you could do it no definitely well oh and and talk about being sneaky man um again i think it was one of those bbc reports that i was watching they said they made contact with china and and china said yeah you can come check out because you know they were like we're hearing bad things about your camps we want to come check them out and they were like no they're just schools and they said well let us take a look basically and so they said fine you know that's fine um satellite image showed that up until i think like a week before um these reporters came to that school there there were differences in um in satellite imagery you know of of that school so about a week before uh, the reporters came, there were like shadows of guard towers that you could see yeah, from like the satellite imagery. And then when they showed up to go check it out about a week before that, the satellite image showed that they were gone. The shadows were gone. And they like, and it, dude, if you look up the pictures, I don't know if you've seen them, but you should just Google really quick, like Xinjiang kindergarten. Um, they, they look so creepy, dude. They're like brick walls that surround the whole perimeter. They've got coiled barbed wire. And then the creepiest thing I think is that that dude, it just looks like I, I can't even explain it. It's something like a nightmare to me. The schools are like <laughs> this like talc colored yeah, wall, <laughs> and then on the top they they have it colored like these, like it looks like Disneyland, like um the the roof does right. It's like painted like these vibrant stripes of like gold and blue, and they even have these like kind of little towers off to the side that look like something out of like a royal palace. But then you look at, and then the building is just like talc, 
call it like talc powder white and it's like what yeah. the heck and like covered in barbed wire <laughs> yeah it's creepy dude yeah, um weird. I don't like that. and if you go to try and film the film the school like i've seen reporters like videos of reporters going there and like they always get stopped like what are you filming you have to delete that you can't film that and they like and then dude and then people like government officials will follow them around around acting like they're just citizens like that are like and then they so this reporter caught one of their guys like following her and she went up I, i've seen the footage she's like goes up to him and she's like why are you following me i know you're not on the phone and she's speaking in chinese to him and the guy's not even responding he's just staring straight she's like i she's like why are you following me you've been following me for like the whole day like what's going on and so it's because she was like trying to film like the kindergartens and she got a little bit of footage where like kids were you know going outside or like it was like footage of like kids like reciting something in unison from the from the mm-hmm. rooms it's just stuff like that it's, it's very creepy um yeah and the fun yeah. part is like you can tell it's you know sort of staged and even your pre and post satellite <laughs> images proves that they try yeah. to just keep saying we keep inviting you guys to come look at our stuff to prove it's it's fine <laughs> you've seen it you've seen it and again it's just more it's of the see we're doing it right it's like the interview <laughs> change, change. The, the fruit's plastic <laughs> These kids aren't learning algebra. They're learning how to make a bed. <laughs> Dude, it's it's just it's something out of a freaking movie, bro. I, and especially when I saw those roofs on the on the kindergarten, I was like, this is just too weird, man. Very suspicious. Yeah. And then there's like reports of torture and stuff like that too. So yeah, there's reports that they make. Um, you know, and this is kind of like bread. You know, if you if you ever think like ah. Why would guards like go along with this if they know it's wrong? Well, first of all, I mean, there's been psychological studies that prove that that's not the case. People will just go along with stuff. But um, uh, another thing is there's they kind of there's like another. It's very strategic. Everything they're doing is very strategic. So like apparently like they make women that you know some Uyghur women. There's reports where they make them like stay the night with some of the guards. Yeah. So it's like you can only imagine what's going on and and. Um, and everything is really strategic, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's painted as like, like you said, like, oh, these are, you know, we're teaching them stuff and, you know, this is good. They want education, blah, blah, blah. Look at our, our, uh, our, our, look, follow the money. Look at our, you know, education fund is like increased in Xinjiang, but like, then you find out what that money actually went to build. And it's just like, they're doing it in a very sneaky manner. And I think they're kind of getting caught. And, you know, if everything that we're seeing is true, which I, I hope to God it's not, but if this is all true, like, I don't even know if China really cares if people see it that much because they are so powerful and they, they do have a lot of influence to the point where if, you know, if businesses attest it, um, they're not going to get any business. Like, you know, you've seen that kind of with like the NBA apparently in China, that, you know, yeah, that's a huge issue with like everything. Cause I even read somewhere about some people from New Zealand had found some evidence of stuff. I don't remember what it was, but basically they kept it under wraps because they, like, they're one of their biggest importers, or we they export to China so much stuff that they're just right. like, we kind of can't do this. No, so, oh, yeah, they'll say like I've seen um, interviews with like business, you know, famous businessmen, uh, you know, that, and 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 uh, like you know on YouTube, and they ask them about like, well, hey, well, you know, you have a factory out in Xinjiang, like area. What do you think about what's going on? And they're like, well, that's government politics. Like, we don't want to get involved in that. It's like, yeah, but you know exactly what's going on. Like, and they'll say we don't know what's going on. Like, we haven't really seen it or heard it. It's like, dude, 
you're gonna tell me you're not in touch with that region's like world politics when you're a billionaire come on you know uh oh, everybody like knows I, I mean everybody knows i've been reading about this stuff for a long time dude in the economist shout out to the economist <laughs> I, I subscribe to them and i've been reading about this for like years dude and then i don't and again i mean i don't have cable so maybe i'm really out of touch with what the public sees but like um like general public you know i'm not trying to sound privileged but i just pretty much stick to youtube and like searching stuff online but anyways you know mainstream media from what i've seen at least like the tidbits i don't think this stuff's really been reported on until like the last couple of years i don't know if i'm wrong but like again it's been going on since 2002 at least yeah i didn't hear it that old i mean maybe two years ago i might have seen something and something interesting too about this is that this is this is one of the rare instances that it's actually covered by both sides of both political sides in our country. I, I've seen Fox News do stuff on it saying this is bad, and I've seen all the uh, NBC and ABC and BBC and all of them say report on this too. So if universally yeah. all of our people are saying it's bad. It's probably bad. It's <laughs> real it's bad. bipartisan. Yeah, for real. It's bipartisanly bad. Uh, yeah, that doesn't happen very often here, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, so it's like again, you know, if this is propagated, I hope so. I hope it's not as bad as, as it looks. But um, just based off footage and, and the research that I've seen, it's it's very Orwellian uh, with surveillance state, and they pick up people for crimes that they didn't even think they could commit <laughs> and they didn't know like that that crime never may have passed their mind but they you know they're guilty of it because we got this algorithm that can show you're probably going to commit a crime it's like yeah you know um it's just weird and and you know what you know one one um i guess i don't know i, I think i've kind of exhausted what, a lot of what i want to say um and we could always have another section on this if we want, you know, if we want to do more research, but you know, something I kind of want to leave off on, and I don't know how much more you have to say. So if I'm, <laughs> if this is premature, man, like just keep going with what you're going to say. But um, one thing that I do want to kind of say is like, you know, there's, you know, like I just, I've, I've been reading about this a lot, like I said, and, and it's been more than just like two years that it's been in the mainstream media. And it's always been a concern of mine, but then again, it's like, well, was it fake? Was it, you know, was it not, if it's not fake, I'm going to err on the side that, you know, this is a travesty that's going on. And I think that's part of the reason why I really did want like to do this podcast is so like, you know, again, I mean, I'm not flying over there and like setting these people free, but if this can at least raise awareness and kind of shed some light on, on the situation and make people, you know, cause again, everything that we've said in here, at least what I've said, definitely take with a grain of salt and back it up if you can. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd urge people to do research on this and, Honestly, like maybe if you in whatever little way you can make a stand on it, because, um, you know, I guess that's what I'm trying to do. I, um, you know, I mean, if you look back at what's happening, you know, with the Holocaust, it's like reportedly a lot of people knew what was happening. And if this is something that's going on that everyone knows about, I, I don't know if there's something we can do. Um, I, I hope there is. And I'd, I'd like that's to hear some the, answers. It's, it's always the tricky part about things like this. It's like, there's really not much we can do. I mean, we are spreading awareness, so people are aware of it. But, I mean, maybe if we could just encourage people that know or people that have ways of proving this that 
you know, come forward, man. Like, <laughs> we'll protect you over here. Yeah, let me know. If the, I mean, honestly, let me know. if the, I, Like, I mean, I wish I could go over there and just, <laughs> I don't know, Sneak you know. Sneak in there and get pictures. Go over there, get the metal coat on from uh, Super Smash Bros. and just break <laughs> through the walls, you know, and set everyone free. But it's like, I don't you know, it's more complicated than that. So I, I hope that this little... And honestly, section I mean, this little tidbit, you know, at least raises awareness. Go ahead. I guess really the only thing we can do is because I mean, even we've got companies that do business over there is just be like, they're doing shady stuff. All right. So you need to, you know, mm. <laughs> you need to man up. A vote bit. with your money, vote with your dollar. Don't I mean, give them business. That's, how you, it, that's one thing we can actually do that, like, you know, has a direct effect. It says, we're you know, not, what's we're complicated okay about it. that, though, is a lot of people, you know, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some people I, I'm not I, that's definitely a thing. But I, what I what comes to mind is like the supply chain globally is so complicated that yeah. it could be the fact that every com- company has some component that's from there. I don't know. But, um, you know, what I mean, that's even hard to do. But it's definitely a way if you see that there's a business that's doing like the majority of their work over there, then it's like, hell yeah, pull your pull your dollar away from them, vote with your dollar and don't give them support um any other ways man i'd if anyone wants to come out i'd love to hear it <laughs> yeah grow some balls people and maybe they're not scared maybe they're just greedy it's you know it's whatever or they just don't know how that's another thing so and again that's why i kind of wanted to i think start this whole podcast with you it's just a conversation that you know, I can express kind of what I think is going on, and you know, if people find that what I'm saying is full of shit, you know, I'd like I'd like to know that. If you know, whatever. Um, so just a way for me to kind of get thoughts out that are some sometimes bottled up, I guess. So I hope we can keep doing this. Yeah. So I guess we'll say that that kind of wraps up our talk on the Uyghurs. Um, if you want to stick around, we're probably just gonna we'll keep talking a little more about kind of what we're trying to do. Um, cause we still don't, I don't know. It's hard to nail down exactly what we want to do. Like, cause I also, yeah, and we can use nice feedback. Have, if, you know. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to look up our email. I think it's do you believe podcast at gmail.com, um, to leave us feedback. Eventually we'll give this podcast its own name. If we can figure out what exactly we're doing, we can make a clever name that plays off what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, is this live right now, or are, we, is, or are you going to upload it later? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, no. We'll upload it later. Okay, we, okay we cool, cool. <laughs> we can. No, I mean, I, I was, because when you said, like, uh, hang hang around if you want to hear what we're say, I was like, I didn't know if this was, I'm like, streaming right now. you know, like, they're listening. <laughs> yeah, that's like, cool. we're right there. No, we're no, right here with you, you know. It's been a. We are. We are. Yeah. So how You know, Lee and I are actually thousands of miles apart, but we're still, you know, we're still here together talking about this stuff, so. It's the power of technology if it's used right. Um, it's like, you know, I guess with this podcast, really, like what I said is, I mean, what I'd like to get out of it, because, you know, it, what I'd like to get out of it is just what we're doing. It's like I read about things. It's kind of what we said in the beginning. Like, I'm, you know, I'll read about things, and if I mention it to people, they a lot of times they just don't give a shit or they don't have an opinion or they – sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's not even their fault. They just don't know it's even happening, and so – I just, these are some things I don't hear being talked about. And, um, 
you know, maybe a spin on popular opinion or pop pop culture and, and kind of maybe give it a different perspective. But I'd like to, you know, kind of bring up important issues or important thoughts that I, that I think are important so that, you know, if anyone out there can relate, this could be an outlet for them to hear about it. Yeah, and I feel like there is a missing, like, I always try to find podcasts that, like, people will have honest discussions about topics that need to be talked about. Um, that's not partisan, I guess, is the thing. Like, I don't want to come into it if it, who's telling me about the subject already has their mind made up. Like, that's not interesting to me. Because mm-hmm. it's... yeah. And I like honest discussions where, like, I could say something completely stupid, and I could, you could call me on it, and we could learn something there, right? Like, I don't, exactly. I, I don't, I don't like, and the part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is we don't have somebody that we can go talk about and just not worry about saying something wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, go back to the Among Us example. It's like <laughs> none of our friends want to hear about this stuff, but there, I know there are people out there that are interested and want to hear about it. And I, honestly, the way I'm seeing this is, you know, this is a way for, again, for me to get my thoughts out. And I think that's good for anybody because it helps you grow, um, yeah. solidifies thoughts. It, it's like now putting this out in the public right now, what we're doing is like we can get criticism and then we can take that and and – learn from it ourselves um and then hopefully we're teaching people about something new that they've never heard about so you know i I don't think we have to keep it to just political affairs um no there's oh there's a million things that i'm thinking of that just there's like political stuff then there's like current events foreign events that are happening like this that people have never heard of there's like philosophy things that you could Mm -hmm. talk about and like there's a million things like even just going through this that we could have talked about like we could say like is it right or wrong to to want all cultures to assimilate? Like, is that a good idea? Mm. Like, is that a bad idea? And, like, have, like, a... And I don't want it... In my head, the podcast wouldn't be like, I think this. It's going to be more like, from this perspective, um, you could argue mm. this. And then from this perspective, you could kind of argue this. And then, you know... I like that. I think that's a good platform. Because... Um, because then, again, we're, we're learning ourselves if there's... Because, like you said, it's like we'll just pose both sides of something. Um, and basically, we can talk both sides and play devil's advocate whether we believe one thing or the, or the other. It's like this is a, like kind of what the argument is. Um, if we're going to you know, go, you know, go about talking about something that's like kind of... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Something that's not like commonly agreed upon. It's something controversial or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about controversial stuff. I mean, and you know, I'm there's hoping... definitely like conspiracy-ish stuff I'm interested oh, in. I forgot about that too. This is the Do You Believe podcast, but um, yeah, because there was like conspiracies even related to this. Like you said, the the organ harvesting, and then I think I had like a realization of like, like I assume you know what a false flag is. Surely. What'd you say? Do you know what, what, a, a it, false flag? I think you may have cut out. Oh, do you know what a false flag is? A false flag. Isn't that like um, you think something, like there's a problem somewhere, but it's like a distraction in a way? Or 
Kind of like so they like nine eleven conspiracy is that it was a false flag where you frame somebody else for something that happens. Ah, okay. Um, and I think I figured out where it came from on accident. I never bothered to look up where that came from, but the term. Um, yeah, the term. And I was reading a, and I could be wrong, but I was reading something about okay, China reported that there were terrorist attacks from. Uyghur militants and they found mm-hmm. their flags at the scene right so I was like oh so oh. just planting a flag so that you can say oh yeah it's their flag they did it you know false flag oh, oh, oh I, I get could it be wrong, I, get but it. I was just like oh wait a minute <laughs> no I get it okay well wait so that's where it came from is like but like what was the original group that was er because it obviously wasn't originally that phrase didn't come from the Uyghur Chinese. No, dispute, just right? in general. I was, like, like, I was like, that'd be really weird if that came like up. Like, I don't know how we're researching this. How old it is, but I'm sure this is something that happened, and it could even go back to like maybe like naval stuff. Just like a ship comes up with like the British flag, sink somebody, but it was actually uh, Germans. Or ah, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. Okay. Um. Yeah, and. Honestly, I think if if we were to go back and read like doing, you know, do this topic again or something, something I would like to do because we're just talking about like not, you know, just posing both sides and trying to not be biased or, or like whatever. Um, something I would probably want to do more research on is like the terrorist history in Xinjiang, because I mean, what if it was like really, really bad and out of control and the government tried everything they could and then it. They were like, this is our only solution. Like, it's not a good one, but, like, we've tried everything else. Yeah, so that's, who knows? That's. I mean, that could the, be a thing, you know? Yeah, you could say it was that or that's what they wanted to look like. And actually, they're they're carrying out the attacks or making it look like there was attacks, you know? Because that is their claim. Angle, so, uh, uh, yeah. That is, yeah, exactly. And honestly, it's like. We don't, I don't live out there, and again, my mind frame is completely different from anyone that lives out, you know, in, in the Eastern Empire out there. It's like, um, their their mindset's different. You know, they come from different perspectives. They they've learned things differently. They've seen different things. So like, again, you know, not and again, if this is all going on, I don't justify it. But like, maybe it's not as bad as it's being reported. Like what we just went over. Maybe that is the Western spin on it. And yeah really like they it could be not that bad and china's like well we have this huge issue that we've been dealing with for centuries and like this is really the only way we can do it yeah so i envision like i I think we will do conspiracy talk but i think it's going to be more along the lines of plausible conspiracies (laughs) yeah i don't imagine us talking about flat earth but i do imagine us talking about all the cia (laughs) programs that are out there you know wait because because we all believe that flat earth is real so there's no yeah it's already (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah man i'm down i mean even we could even go into like stuff that's not as controversial as far as like touching on people's culture and stuff like and religion and political views we could even talk more about like controversy with like like last night for us i was watching videos on uh it's called the scott the skinwalker ranch i don't know if you've ever heard of it but it's creepy dude it's like and it's very controversial. It's like this ranch in Utah um, where there's like supposedly when the indigenous people kind of got like pushed out, like this land on this particular farm was like cursed and it was known by the indigenous people that it was cursed. People developed like someone developed a ranch on it and then they saw this weird shit 
And then now people are thinking like instead of like it being cursed, like it seems like a lot of alien activity. People are like, well, what the heck? Like these are just reports from people. So it's like stuff like that that's like controversial and conspiracy, but that's more like fun. Yeah, we could throw the fun ones into for sure. And I think yeah, so some history stuff too. I think is is good. Um, and and really, just give us feedback, guys. Like, what do you want to hear? We'll probably we'll probably test out all of these things um, just to see how well the conversation goes and then how well the listeners like it. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, like I said, I I've kind of got something I want to get out of it. I just like I just want to like kind of speak my thoughts and in that regard, it might end up being just kind of a random topic every time i don't know again if nobody likes that then we can definitely retract and focus on something specific but you know i personally and lee i don't know what you're thinking but personally i'd like this kind of to be just a platform for us to like talk about what we want to talk about i don't know yeah yeah that's that's the plan and if people want to listen enjoy you know (laughs) enjoy sit back crack open a cold one light one up and chill you know (laughs) like it's a it's a spot for me to to just kind of work out my own thoughts too on certain things but also to have you know uh some an outside person also (laughs) you know arguing with myself only is is only so much fun (laughs) i agree yeah so no, I mean, I think at this point, I don't, what are your thoughts of, as far as continuation? Um, I mean, I definitely want to keep doing this. Uh, I think, you know, they say if you're not doing it, if, if you're doing it and you're not even fun, then don't do it. So that's why my mentality is kind of like, I almost want this to just be an open platform for us to talk about stuff that we're interested in. And, you know, definitely I want feedback from, from the crowd, but also like if this thing goes nowhere, dude, I would, I don't even care. Like I would still... I would still, um, you know, flirt with this whole thing and just, I mean, you know, that's what Joe Rogan was talking about today. He's like, I didn't plan on making this a huge podcast. I just wanted to talk to people <laughs> that were, interesting yeah, and that's it. So, I mean, that's kind of our thing. We just, we just want to talk about things and yeah, it's man. just like, you know, like you, Max called me at some point this week and we talked for like 30 minutes just about stuff. Right. So why not record it? You know, it could be useful to. To somebody else because i like to listen to other people have conversations too yeah yeah no for sure um then like cool. i don't know i, mean, what I, the, I don't know what the next one will be uh that's what i was gonna say we'll i was just like, like well, grab it out of the pick air. Our next topic yeah and i don't know first we'll have to pick you know what do we want it to be a fun one or a serious one or a philosophy one or a history one uh, or we could just do you know throughout the week if there's something that's constantly on your mind that's what we do you know so clearly, yeah, and I mean, if once mind. we also have a lot of ideas, if we have a ton of ideas, we also jot them down and like schedule them out so that we know like weeks in advance what we're gonna, what we need to like research and prepare for. Oh well, I'll send you my list then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a million things. <laughs> oh man, I just keep it up in my head. I don't like physically write it, but I should because, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like if what were you gonna say if you had to pick a rabbit out of a hat? Like, what would what kind of a, what would you want the discussion to be tomorrow? propaganda probably dude see i like that because i'm thinking along the lines of like um the evolution and um and insemination i guess of uh of media yeah like media broadcasting because 
that's something that's really, really interesting, I think. And I think it's kind of like a big topic. It's definitely a big topic right now because media is just so much more accessible and it's all over. And I think if you understand kind of like the makings of how we got to this point, um, I think people can kind of, myself included, I, I can learn from this advice too. Like then you can kind of like dissect the conversation and what's being presented to you and kind of like cut through the bullshit in a way. Um, if, you know, if you care about that, if you're just someone that wants to like consume, um, you know, media and, and that like that by all means, I mean, that's, you know, more power to you, but I always like to think of it more as like, okay, how, how is this? Like, I like to try and critically think about it. Sometimes I'm too stupid to really even understand, but I try to like critically, you know, dissect something. And, um, I think if, you know, as far as media goes, and I think if, if you kind of understand the background of how, you know, CNN became what it is and like, you know, honestly, even Disney and, um, you know, Fox News and all these different media outlets, if you understand like where it started from and, and who was involved with the formulation of it, it's like you can see a lot more clearly like what each message is. Yeah. I think coming into, I've always looked at news a different way. It's like, you know, why are they telling me this and why are they telling me this way? Like, I think it's safe to say they're not just reporting the news. Like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no, it's not news. It's, and, and, and that's the thing is like, here's the thing that's like, that always really like throws me off. And I'm sure this is not like, a, this is not like a uh, new idea. But what throws me off is like, okay, you tune into completely opposite spectrums of media and just for for ease of conversation, let's, you know, something political, like a, like some legislation that's being passed. Um, you know, I mean, I've even been getting texts about props around California forever, like the, a lot lately. And I was going to, and you it's about all one. <laughs> what? I was going to text you about one. I forgot to though. About a prop. Yeah. In Kentucky or out here? Out, out there. Oh man. They, they got some nasty ones sometimes, <laughs> but some, <laughs> cut this part out because i feel like it's too revealing but like some of the legislation is just so stupid but anyway so but what i was gonna say is uh um yeah no what i was gonna say is, is like uh you know when you tune into any network whether it's like fox or cnn just for again for sake of argument because they're like complete polar opposites what they say about the same bill everything that they're telling you is like yeah why wouldn't i agree with that like that's such a good idea and then the other side is like disagree like disagrees with those people but then like explain why i don't know like they explain why it's better a different way it's yeah, like well, it's why always, wouldn't i agree with that it's like support this bill because of blank and then the other side is like hate this bill because of blank but there's not like if somebody reported like oh, here's the bill coming out let me explain it here's the benefits to if we do do this here's the drawbacks if we do this like i mean i would watch that news all the time you know yeah that's, that's i, I guess what i'm trying to say is it's like it's like i didn't really explain what i was trying to say a proposition is a better idea so it's like and i don't know if this <laughs> this is like what it is because i don't even i don't even read the text because i'm just like dude i get all these texts but like for instance like and i'm paraphrasing i'm probably getting this completely wrong but it's like they'll be like don't support proposition 24 because it makes like uber drivers like it makes it harder for them to make money and then the, there'll be another message that says like you should support Prop 24 because it helps the Uber's union. It's like, well, which one's right? Like, they both sound like... Uh, so like, here's the problem. You have to... You got to think about it. 
<laughs> and nobody wants to do right. that. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's why I like I, I want I do want to talk about media is because they understand that people aren't going to do like their due diligence to really know what's in the bill or the legislation. Yeah. So they know that they can just like find one thing and say like why I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like there's a mix of good and bad in everything. It's not like so cut and dry. So if there's something in there, like, you know, a lot of politicians on both sides will like sneak in like like um like in Kentucky, man. Like I, I was reading about it when it was going on where there was that teacher legislation or something. And it was like huge. I think this happened like maybe 2017 or something. Right. And they passed a bill in Kentucky overnight. It was like 10,000 pages and it was supposed to be like a sewage bill or some shit like to keep like the city cleaner. But then they snuck in like legislation about teachers and like cut their pay or something it's like what like so so that's 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 another topic we could do is like off the bat you say what why would they do that and why is that even a thing how can that even why why but they're probably how how did we get to a point where you can just insert that into yeah it's like how how do we get to a point where we can just insert legislation on teachers inside of a sewage and like and like waste bill that makes no sense like (laughs) so it's like if and if both of those are in there like you know the one side's gonna say this is good like they'll support the bill and say this is a good bill because it's gonna keep our city cleaner then the other side will be like this is a bad bill because it cuts teachers pay in half and it's like like, how are that's so confusing (laughs) yeah like to the public they're like what the fuck like (laughs) i don't get it like (laughs) so it's like however they're registered on the ballot i i mean i don't know if this is gonna this is how it works but however they're registered on the ballot probably dictates like what texts they get so like they're gonna see oh like this this cuts teachers pay and then the other side is gonna see not never see that text but they'll only see it cleans up the city's sewage system and then those two people are going to meet and be like why would you support this it cuts teachers pay and the other side's like that's bullshit it helps our city stay clean it's like what those aren't related like (laughs) yep (sighs) it's sneaky it's really sneaky like and sometimes it's so sneaky because i don't know not to go too down too far down a rabbit hole but it's like i'm always thinking like legislators know that that's going to be revealed so there's pro- they're probably even a step ahead and they're like they're looking at like what the damage is going to they they might not even be concerned about the sewage or the teachers they're concerned about like the disruption that it'll cause so that they can pass like a different part in that bill <laughs> like yeah. you know what i'm saying it's All like right. they're they're already a step ahead they're like i know people aren't going to research this i know it's going to cause confusion so that'll create an opportunity for us to do something else even and like that's where they're thinking they're not thinking about like here and now yeah like um like yeah like dude with this california bill that this thing that passed like not too long ago it was like so gross dude it like man it's just gross i don't i can't even believe this like coming out of my mouth as far as like this is a law in california but it's something along the lines of like the age of like consent is is yeah it's it's like 18 or whatever but if like someone basically rapes like someone who's 14 they i think the bill made it so that if they're 14 and they get like raped or something or molested like it's harder to charge the the um the like the bad guy as like as a rapist and put them on like a child sex offender list it's stuff like that that i'm like what the fuck why is that a thing that's disgusting like (laughs) 
what were you gonna say i don't know i, I, I was don't gonna say like on go that, down this road but like damn, i was dude, so, it's so baffled gross. by that one too um like why like what is the intent behind that because it's more than just what's on that bill right now and it's like if you think about the world state of affairs like what's going on with all these pedophile rings being revealed and like um all these government officials that are like part of it it's like why is that now becoming a law that's all of a sudden being passed like right in the light of like when the pub when this is very exposed to the public that this sketchy disgusting shit's going on now you pass that bill like and at the same time you're not like letting Ghislaine Maxwell release like her names um it's like and you're saying like and, and it's like again it's like both sides are like well we have to like hold her because blah 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 we have to like prolong this process where we should be like prosecuting her tomorrow and like getting all of her evidence out to the public tomorrow it's almost like they're like we're gonna wait till all these bills are in place to protect us so that if we get revealed then we're fine it's like yeah. what the fuck dude it's like a, it's a real shit show <clears throat> it is and it's like this is stuff that if you i don't know man i i really try to talk to my friends about this thing in particular this stuff was like this sort of thing that we're discussing like just I guess sexual abuse of like minors and, and all that stuff and how it's all like there's like a big ring of it like this stuff was I, I was trying to talk to people about this like a lot like dude it was on my mind a lot and I could like it was bad how much I was thinking about it. I was like this is gross like I can't believe this is like a, this is like a thing in America like this doesn't seem real and I'll try to talk to people about it and like most of the time they were either like bro what you're saying is fucking nuts or they would just be like, well, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I don't know what I can do about it. It's fucking gross. Like, like some, everybody should do something. Like, everybody right now should get off of their computers, like, should march down to Capitol Hill and be like, why is this a thing? This is gross. But, like, we can't. Like, we can't mobilize. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, it's yeah, too hard. But it it's is, like, yeah. but this is like the time where it should be the easiest is the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like we have all this information at the tip of our fingers and like we've got all these powerful tools as just individuals and like with our rights that we currently have. And it's like, you know, it's like, why haven't we like marched down to Newsom's house and been like, dude, why did the fuck did you pass this bill? Like, what were you going to say? Um, we are not united as people. That's our problem. If and all honestly, of us, the media is part of it. Yeah, like, they, they want do that us on divided. Purpose. And it's like. We have to unite as people, not that we have to agree on everything. It's just exactly. that we have to be active and just – I think that's it. For, like, for example, and the reason I say that is because these people the, – the, the easiest way to fix this problem is, like, you're passing all this crap. You're out of office, right? And right. You can do that. However, the way they've got it set up now is it's like, all right, well, you pick him or you pick this guy. And you're just like, oh, well, I don't really like either of them. But I mean, really, you could, like, for example, we could write in names. And if all of us were together, yeah, as a people, dude, we could be like, all right, guys, um, these bags both suck. Who do you guys want? Dude, to I think about that all the time. I'm like, dude, again, what I'm saying is like, this is like the time where it should be the easiest for us to like mobilize as people. But we don't. It's like we could start a forum on Reddit, like called like r slash who do you actually want in office or some stupid shit like that. And then like. We could just do a vote, program a tiny vote. There's probably like software out there where you can just have everybody cast a vote up to like X amount of people and be like, and you just say like, just write in who you want. Like not even have a set, not even have an option. Just like, who do you guys currently think should be in office? And then 
have everybody like write it down on a piece of paper, turn it in, and then you just collect it all and see if anybody's like, <laughs> if there's like a name that keeps showing up, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like, like, yeah, Newsom's a hard target to go after at this point, but even just if we want to do something like this, start local, right? Just mm-hmm. get with your, get involved in your local government and get the, because I guarantee in like all of these towns, whoever's the mayor has been the mayor forever and it's just because mm-hmm. his dad was rich or something, you know? Because people don't. No, it's, ne- it's worse than that. Care. It's nepotism. It's because they're Nancy yeah. Pelosi's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't believe, like, that blows my mind, dude. I didn't even know that until this year that he was Nancy Pelosi's nephew. <laughs> I had no idea. They're probably all related some way or another. That's the, yeah, we'll, dude, I'm sure we can dive into that conspiracy at some point, just uncovering the. Well, I mean, they all go to Yale, truth. they all go to Harvard. That's they, weird. You know what I'm itself, saying? Like, they're yeah. all in the same frat. <laughs> what the fuck? And then it was the uh, the Supreme Court person they just put on. Was is the only one? Th- the only one that didn't go to one of those schools, and it's like oh, that's weird. It's like you have to go to those schools to get in, and it's like, are it, they even dude, that smart? It, you know, <laughs> they're they're not, dude. They're fucking idiots. And like, so that's the thing, dude. Is like, I'll bring up like prepos- I can't even think of an example, but like, I'll bring up something preposterous. Like, I'll be like, well, what if their motive is really X, Y, Z? And people are like, dude, that's crazy. Like, they would all have to work together. I'm like, yeah. They all live together, like, at some point. Like, you don't think they, like, talk about these, like, very idealistic, like, lofty things. And then, like, dot, like they have resources of, like, psychologists and media outlets to, like, make it happen. And, like, and scientists. Like, like they do talk about, like, think about all the sh- weird shit you talk about with your friends. And then it's, like, they talk about that shit, but it's actually real because they can, like, do something about it. You know what I'm saying? It's, like. Yeah. I don't know, dude. To me, it's not even, like, a lot of that shit's, like, not even far-fetched, because it's, like, bro, these people sit in rooms, like, like, just me and you are sitting in a room, like, I'm talking, like, hyperbolically, it's, like, or hyperbole, whatever. It's, like, it's, like, just imagine, like, you always sit with your friends, you guys talk about shit, if you have, if you have a common interest, you'll talk about that forever, like, and you could go on into the night and not even realize hours have passed. Like, these people are talking about, like, we have power, we have money, how do we keep it? (laughs) Like, that's probably all that they talk about, dude. And if that's all they're talking about, that's all that they have to concern their mind with, like, they're gonna think of some fucking weird shit to, like, get it done. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think that's why, like, when people are like, oh, conspiracy, I'm like, dude, like, just think about it. Like, like step out of, like, your brain for a sec. Like, <laughs> everyone should do that. I'm, I'm not saying, like, you're dumb. Like, I'm saying, like, you need to, like, stop, like, everybody needs to, like, stop, like, s- I don't know, dude. They just stay boxed into what they, like, know. And I know that sounds so freaking cliche, but it's, like, they just stay boxed into, like, this one perspective. And, like, it's... Some, I, it's I don't know, The root dude. of all of it is just intellectual laziness, I think. I think it's a huge part of it, yes. But I think part of it is also, honestly, eh, not to get too existential or whatever, but... You could almost argue that it's, like, also oppression. I mean, like, people at this point, like, do their sensory overload. Like, truth is fact. Fact is truth. Like, and again, going back to, like, how do you maintain power? Like, keep everybody confused. So, like, sometimes I don't think it really is people's fault. I think a lot of people do try. Some people do. I'm not going to say the majority, but a lot of people do try and they do care. And I think they, they care enough, like, so much to where they realize that it is a lot of just bullshit. And so it's, like... Maybe they even just get to the point where they're like, what the fuck? Like, 
doing nothing is just as powerful as trying to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just talking very existentially, but... Ugh. You want to play Monster Hunter? <laughs> oh, I can't play Monster Hunter tonight. I gotta go to bed. Why? Oh, um, we'll definitely play tomorrow night. Are you doing anything tomorrow night? Actually, hold on. Let's end the podcast. So. This is nobody's business. But yeah, if anybody I mean, plays cut it out a while ago. Honestly, if anybody <laughs> wants to hunt some monsters, just let us know. Um, at gmail dot com. Uh, send us your friend code and we'll add you <laughs> but yeah so that's what that's our thoughts for now leave us feedback we may or may not adhere to your feedback but you know whatever so hope you guys had fun uh, say bye bye guys bye bye everybody